Welcome back to On The Lure for this Thursday morning. Before we get into the selections for Ipswich Greyhound Racing tonight, I thought we'd take this opportunity. It's been a couple of weeks since we had uh, the CEO of the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, Luke Gatehouse, on to tell us the latest as to possibly when we're going to be back at headquarters at Albion Park. Luke Gatehouse, good morning to you. Good morning, Johnny Brash. The super sub comes off the bench again. He certainly does, and I have myself for Mr Daffy, who's who's out of action for a couple of weeks. It's good to join you anyway. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been an interesting couple of months, John. Haven't seen you for a while, Luke. It was good to catch up last Friday night. Of course, we had the Queensland Greyhound of the Year Awards last Friday night, and it was a night back to the Gabba. Oh, it was a super night, John, and uh, everyone who was in attendance had a had a great time and there was that certain feeling of nostalgia being back at the Gabba given it's the, the 50th anniversary yesterday I think it was uh, of the first ever race meeting night race meeting held at the Gabba and uh, what a 50 years it's been. Yeah the 6th of April 1972 I can remember it just I think you were there <laughs> on opening night as well. <laughs> I don't think I was there opening night it might, might have been a school night for me Luke, um, we had a very good night and so did uh, Graham and Leanne Hall. They took away a lot of the spoils there last uh, Friday night, including the the Queensland Greyhound of the Year with Spotted Elk. They certainly did and a a well-deserved winner. Uh, Three super female greyhounds in in Spotted Elk, Extra Malt and Maggie Moo Moo were the three finalists and and the Elk got it uh, with some sterling efforts uh, at the back end of the year and culminating in her win in the Queensland Flame, first time we've ever run that, and a, a great second in the, the inaugural Phoenix race behind where she's far. So well-deserved, but uh, Extra Malt uh, won the Brisbane Greyhound of the Year, which is a points-based system, 3-2-1, um, uh, depending on the, the class of meeting, because we run so many race meetings, and Extra Malt also took out the run of the year, which you called uh, as soon as they crossed the line. It's, I certainly did, and uh, what a performance it was. She came from last. She got checked back to last at the post the first time and weaved her way through the field, and she was able to w- wear the leaders down right on the line to score. So a, a phenomenal win, and she was probably the, the odds-on favourite to take out that one. And, uh, Luke, they also uh, had the Young Achiever of the Year award, and that was taken out by a very popular young lady in Jetta Cutlack. Yeah, Jetta, who commenced with the, the Brisbane Club as a, a kennel attendant probably five years ago, I'd say, and she'd never been around a greyhound before but uh, had worked with working dogs and uh, fell in love with the breed, and she's certainly come a long way in a short time. She started off with uh, helping Brett Hazelgrove out at his kennel and uh, now lives on uh, one of Tom Savellis's properties and she sort of runs the show these days, which is it's great. And she's got her first Group 1 finalist this Saturday night with uh, Mitchell Street in the Golden Easter Egg final. And we wish Jetta and uh, the Zavallis Kennel all the best there. Another popular win was the Women in Racing Award, and uh, that was taken out by Ipswich's Di O'Donnell. Yeah, uh, well-deserved for Di. She's been a, a stalwart of the industry for probably over 20 years now and uh, she does a lot of work for all the Queensland clubs and, and particularly at Ipswich where she's the secretary on the committee and uh, a lot of work behind the scenes and a lot of work with the, the Greyhound sweepstakes at the RNA and also now at the Ipswich showgrounds. 
and uh, the two inductees into the 2021 Hall of Fame. The Greyhound was Trojan Tears, a Greyhound formerly raced over at the Gabba, trained by Tony Zamet and owned by the Ivers family, a, a very popular win as well. Certainly was, and uh, fitting Trojan Tears, who was a, a dual Greyhound of the Year in two states. I don't think any, any Greyhound's ever done that, uh, New South Wales and Queensland, and uh, has not only satellite the racetrack during her racing career, but also in the in the breeding barn as well. And a very another very popular win, and uh, probably close to the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, is uh, the person that was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And as we had him on the radio with David Fowler last Monday during our press room program, and, and that was none other than Bob Lambert. And it was probably appropriate that we inducted Bob in this year, the uh, the 50th anniversary year. Bob, uh, he's, he's Mr Gabba days. Anything you need to know in greyhound racing, uh, we always turn to Bob because he's he's been a part of the industry for, for pretty much on 50 years. Um, started owning a couple of greyhounds, then became a steward, uh, went to be racing secretary at the Gabba, ended up being the, the general manager at the Gabba and then on to Albion Park. And uh, not long after he retired, he, I think about five years after he retired, he came onto the the board of the Brisbane Club and has been on that for probably 15 or 16 years now as well. Well, congratulations to all our winners from last Friday night. As you said, it was certainly a, a great night to reminisce and uh, congratulations to all those award winners. Now, another reason why we've got you on this morning, we've got to get an update on the possible return to the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club there at Albion Park. Where are we at at the moment, Luke? Uh, we're now past possible and on to probable, John. So probable, uh, right a, a lot of building rectification works that have commenced this week. Uh, as we've discussed over the last couple of months, the, the flooding and the damage was extensive, by far worse than 2011 due to uh, the amount of water and mud and silt that uh, basically sat there for nearly a week. So walls have been pulled out all over the place and they're being replaced and painted this week. Uh, all the fixtures and fittings have to be redone, so uh, it's a pretty bare place at the moment, but the, the contractors are working very hard. So the building rectification works over the next couple of weeks will have us uh, pretty much ready to, to have people and, and greyhounds there. Uh, obviously, the harness have started there working around all of those building works at the moment. They've relocated their steward's room and, and they're uh, getting by and getting their race meetings underway. In terms of our track, we uh, are aiming to have that uh, delivered, laid uh, and worked on starting next week. Uh, we just had to make sure that the sand, because we replaced the whole, we're replacing the whole surface, we had to have the sand uh, tested, blended, tested. So that's been a, a long process, something that uh, you do well in advance of a, a track resurface, but we didn't have that benefit of uh, leading times. Uh, our biggest issue is probably power. Um, there's been a lot of damage to underground power cables out to the Greyhound track, uh, and obviously we need a, a fair bit of power to uh, run lure motors, boxes, lighting, etc. So uh, we'll be running off generators for probably the, the medium term uh, while they look at what uh, the rectification works will be for those underground cables. Luke, in terms of uh, the power situation, Will it be a case of being able to race at night or will we have to switch to afternoon meetings for a little while? 
We're planning on racing at night, so the generators uh, which are on site will be uh, firing them up. Uh, the Sparkies will fire them up later this week, early next week, just to make sure that uh, it does uh, work properly with the lights because they'll, they'll have to be individually switched on, which is uh, a bit of a pain because there'll be a generator at, I think, three light poles and uh, near the semaphore board. So just need to make sure all those things line up and the, the sw individual switches are put in. So it's a fairly significant electrical exercise that... Uh, We'll be able to confirm early next week that it's been a success. So, yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, as Capella Bar found yesterday, they, they had their plans sort of thrown out the door due to supply chain issues, which we've suffered in the process as well. So uh, it's uh, it's a movable feast at the moment. So, you know, we, we won't be returning before Easter. Uh, I can guarantee that. Uh, but we, uh, we may, if things go to plan... Uh, look to trial over the Anzac Day long weekend. Now, that's at best uh, if we don't find any more hurdles in the next week or so. So there will be a, a set of trials even before you consider coming back to a race night? Oh, certainly, yes. Now, I don't know if you want to answer this. What about in terms of costing to Racing Queensland and the, the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, can we put a ballpark figure on what it's actually cost, the flood uh, incident? A very large number. Um, I wouldn't like to speculate because there's been um, costs across uh, the clubs plus Racing Queensland. Uh, Racing Queensland have been very good. They're, they're looking after the majority, if not all, of the costs of this exercise. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be north of seven figures. Unbelievable. <laughs> Luke, um, thank you for that this morning, and uh, it looks as though that we're, we're getting somewhere, but uh, small steps at, at a time. So let's hope we're back towards the end of, of April, possibly into the early part of May. Yeah, and, John, you know, people just have to be patient. Uh, we survived a uh, world pandemic that basically shut the world down for two years uh, and racing continued unabated during that whole time. So we were very fortunate uh, during that and, you know, Mother Nature's taken its toll on us here. So people just need to understand that we, we're doing our best and so are the Ipswich and Capalabar clubs. Ipswich obviously carrying the load of seven race meetings a week uh, and, you know, that, that causes all sorts of strains on people and equipment out there as well. And we must congratulate the Ipswich Greyhound Racing Club on, on taking that load and they've done a fantastic job to race seven days a week at one particular place. Yeah, certainly. And uh, with one track, like when we move to the to the new complex at Yamanto, we'll have three tracks that will be uh, racing seven days a week there, but uh, the load on three tracks will be, be completely different to the load on one track. I'm glad you said when. Luke, thanks for joining us this morning and uh, we'll catch up in the near future, hopefully. Thanks, John. That's Luke Gatehouse, the CEO of the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, giving us an update there and uh, the award winners last Friday night at the uh, Greyhound of the Year. Time to look at the program at Ipswich Greyhound Racing tonight. They've got 12 races on the program and a very good card there. The first leg of the Quaddy race number five, there are no scratchings. And Paddy Minnelli is 310 into 280. Rolling Empire, 310 out to 340. She Wolf, 650 into 5. Good support there. And Queenslander, 
five fifty out to six dollars. May win interest six fifty out to seven. I'm going to put them in two, four, seven, and eight here. Number two, She Wolf for Gary Moore. A winner here, two starts to go on a Thursday night in 30 and 88. Normally races up on the speed and looks hard to beat. Four Rolling Empire has been racing over the short distances in recent weeks, but has one in town over the 5.20. Seven Paddy Minnelli in great form. Normally gets back off the speed and gets home strongly. And number eight, Queenslander for fourth is going for a hat-trick of wins. I'm just not sure where it's going to end up from the wide alley. So put them wide there, two, four, seven and eight in race number five. Race six on the program, the first of the double, second of the uh, quadrilla, first leg of the the treble. And uh, we've got Dynamite Cindy currently at... uh, the market has sunburst, I'm sorry. The favourite at two dollars, two forty into two dollars, OO range, two ninety into out to three twenty. Dynamite Cindy three ninety to four twenty. She's got moves at nine dollars and fifty. I'm gonna put them in seven, two, four, three here. I've gone for seven sunburst. Dropping back in distance and a grade back to a fifth grade, five twenty metres here, but has got the record of four wins from five goes at the track and distance, and uh, she looks suited. So seven sunbursts for Jetta Cutlack to beat number two, Dynamite Cindy, four oh oh range, and three she's got moved, seven, two, four, and three. On to race number seven on the program, the third leg of the quaddy, and the favourite here is number seven, Gypsy Dell at $2.20, Magic Prince at three seventy, Strategize at six fifty, and Sleuth at seven dollars fifty. I'm going to put seven Gypsy Dell on top. She's ran into Tungsten Miss her last start there in the the Young Guns final. Got home to run second there. Was making ground on Tungsten Miss over the concluding stages. If she's anywhere near them early, she'll be hard to beat. I put three Magic Prince in for second. Six La La Sister Girl. It's got its poor right on the till. It's big odds tonight. And five feel the beat. Seven, three, six, and five. And on to race number eight, the last leg of the quadrilla double and treble. And the box five is vacant here. And we've got extra malt as our favourite here for race number eight. Two twenty into two dollars. Showdown two seventy into two sixty. Little Burns at $7, Water Debacle at 9 and 90 Mile King at $9.50. I'm going to go six extra malt. She's got the uh, vacant box on her inside, uh, reported to a trial sensationally here at uh, Ipswich recently. She's run uh, one seven from eight at the track and distance, and she looks very hard to beat. I'll put three showdown in for second. Seven ninety Mile King, the King's first up since uh, late February. And number one, Little Burns for fourth. Six, three, seven, and one in race number eight. So the quaddy legs from me, race five, two, four, seven, and eight. Seven, two, four, three, race six. Seven, three, six, five, race seven. And six, three, seven, and one in race number eight. Specials for the program, I'll go race one, number two, select moments. Been very impressive in the recent couple of Saturday night wins at Ipswich. This greyhound by Seneki out of power to admit, trained by Gary Mackay. So race one, number two, select moment. And then I thought over in race 11, a greyhound that's been racing very well up in Bundaberg, coming back here to Ipswich, where it has won two from six track and journey, is race 11, number four, kiss and cut. Race 11, number four, kiss and cut. That's the preview for the program at Ipswich tonight and wraps up another edition of On the Lure for this Thursday morning.